You're going to start it. I'll start it. Okay. Yeah. Episode 44. Stephanie Macias. Our, now, here's the thing. I, th- this is the first former student that I've had on. Everybody, like Anybody who listens to this knows that we're both teachers. So this will be the first episode with a former student. So welcome. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we talked about it maybe, I don't know. I feel like we Instagrammed a little bit about it. And then I saw you the last day of school, which happened to be the last uh, week of this crazy year that we were in. And you were, they, for the last two years, they wouldn't let seniors or uh, high schoolers come back Mm -hmm. because of COVID. Uh, And Stephanie's going to be a senior. So, but she was allowed to come back. You were the only one that was like, you, there were others that had asked, but they tried to go through and they were told no. That's right, because you happened to be walking up at the right time. Because right you technically yep. weren't supposed to be there either, mm-hmm. but we let her in. So we got to talk she about... She got through the doors. She got through the doors, and we got to plan a podcast. She hung out all day. So, so it's been how many years since you've been in Mr. Thornton's class? Five. Like four or five? Yeah. yeah. Five. She was, I mean, seventh grade. And did you always go to school in Round Rock, mm-hmm. like since you were kindergarten? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I... Elementary, middle school, and high school. Okay, okay. I guess it's been four. So, so yeah, you're eighth, ninth, and eleventh. So this will be the fifth year since. So you're, yeah, you're gonna be a senior. It's crazy. I was just telling uh, Denise today that I, I was like, yeah, it's weird, because I still think of it as almost like it, you know maybe a year or two ago, not four or five years. It, ago. it really didn't feel yeah. like that much time happened. I don't know if it was because of COVID yeah. or like. Just time in general, but high school went by so fast. Yeah. I didn't even tell. I knew when I had you in class that you were an artist because I had seen the drawings and all of the stuff you did in like art class and all of that. But then I didn't know that you were a musician until the last day of school. Yeah, your your seventh grade year. Do you Mm -hmm. remember this? I think I think the reason you found out that I was a musician was because we had like a project in English. Okay. I was, because um, your classroom was like right yeah, next, yeah, to, right my next to Miss Bill's yeah, yeah, right next to my English class. And I brought my guitar for that one project. It was like a, I think it was one of those projects where you can do whatever That's you wanted. Right. That's right. And so as long as it like related to what we were learning, I don't remember what we were learning about, but. That was one of Miss Bilski's famous, hey, this is the end of the year and I want you to do something Was it Avid or was it language, no, no, it was language, language arts? arts. Oh, okay. okay. And. It's a cool idea, actually. I chose to do like a cover of a song, and then That's I brought right. my guitar and I practiced in school. And I think I like left your guitar in my classroom, in your classroom one day. Yeah, that's right. And, and then like, the last, oh. that last week of school, we had like a whatever. It wasn't a field day, but it was kind of like a free for all type thing. Mm-hmm. And I brought a guitar, and then you played it mm-hmm. for a good part of the day. Mm-hmm. And I think we even like. I actually have the video. We, oh, we, we well, like sang a song together yeah, and I right. still have it in my like drive. Oh, we so need funny. it because then whenever we post the podcast, we can uh, we can link it. Yeah, we can link okay. the video. Yeah, that is funny. So, OK, so it's been four or five years, right? Going on five, yeah. And um, so tell us about like what have you been doing? What are the things that you really love to do? And like, were you doing a bunch of extracurricular in high school or... Well, I wasn't in the only, yeah, I wasn't doing anything outside of school besides music. Okay. 
So like in school, in high school, I was I'm in orchestra. Okay. And then that's like about it. What do you play in orchestra? I play cello. Wow. Yeah. So you play cello. Okay. So how many musical instruments do you play? Okay. So my main instrument is guitar. Okay. So I've been playing guitar since I was eight. Okay. And then it eventually evolved into electric. Oh. So, so it's acoustic, electric, uh, cello since middle school. And then I took drum lessons for a little bit, but oh. I never got super good at it. It takes a lot of Ashton coordination. A, yeah, there's drum set, drum set in the garage. In so the garage can, next door. Yeah. It's a lot of coordination. <laughs> That's funny. And piano is kind of really easy to um, kind of solve or like play because if you know pattern like music theory, uh-huh. it's pretty easy to figure out. But I'm not like a professional piano player. I can't sure. just play. Okay. But yeah, it's mostly just guitar and cello and then a little bit of bass wow and do you sing also mm-hmm. okay so you sing and you play all of those instruments wow so well, she's you- been playing shows so and that's kind of maybe i sent it i probably just showed you her her guitar stuff but yeah you've been playing shows mm-hmm. how, how long have you been playing shows now since i started playing guitar oh yeah. since you were little but it was like Two years ago that it started being like a very regular consistent thing. Um, So outside of school, it's just music. Sure. That's my extracurricular. Yeah. I do do gigs. Yeah. I I play with different bands. I've met a lot of different local musicians in Austin and I play with them sometimes. Uh Yeah, because you played downtown too a bit, right? Did you teach yourself how to play guitar? I'm mostly self-taught. Okay. But I did have a couple um, teachers throughout my entire like growing up was it cool. is it classical guitar that you play too or do, or is it and I, I don't even really know the difference between classical guitar and just guitar what's the so classical is a lot of like the type of spanish like yeah rhythms and music but i started out with just normal acoustic guitar and uh-huh. then i did take like a year of classical guitar i could yeah i remember some reason i think i saw some of uh, something on instagram where you were just playing and it and just that's like why i called melodies. it classical because yeah. it's like yeah i could tell that this is whatever and that's the difference i didn't know yeah it's it, a but. lot of melodies and just like individual notes okay. then like you know yeah it's instrumental right mm-hmm. right okay um and then something else so so are you still doing artwork? You were going to do mm-hmm. Magda's book, I know, mm-hmm. to illustrate. So you're still doing all yeah, that. Yeah, I'm still doing okay. artwork. All right. So artwork, music, anything else I'm leaving off? Hmm. I think that's basically it. You like, I just, I'm just, a, in general, I'm a very artistic person. Yeah. yeah. So I it, do a little of everything. Well, she was in the play, in too. Family? The Little Mermaid. You were? Yeah. What, did, what were you in The Little Mermaid? <laughs> I was one of the Mer sisters. I was, yeah. like, the oh, oldest nice. Mer sister. Aquata. Okay. I'll have to go back and look at yeah. the look at the video clip of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then, does it run in your family? Like, are your, are your sisters or your mom um, in my musical? family, I am the only one okay. that is, like, musician Uh but we my mom has like a lot of cousins and stuff and my mom loves to sing too Mm -hmm. oh nice so we do have a couple cousins that are musicians as well and that like to sing do they always want you to play at like family gatherings yeah Yeah, of course right do you you ever get tired of it or do you like do you like i like it it's i i like it because it's like you build an atmosphere and stuff yeah it can be kind of overwhelming sometimes but apart from that it's yeah yeah. I mean, you're gonna I'm, have to I'm tell a them, like, there's a there's a jar over there you can for for tips and there's a jar over here for your requests. Yeah, you don't just run up to me and tell me to learn a new yeah, song right really. now. It's like, oh, can you play this? Play Wonderwall. Yeah, oh, oh play Wonderwall. Yeah, that is funny. 
Well, it's um, it's so good to have you on the podcast because Mr. Thornton and you have a very similar brain in that you guys are very, very artistic. Like everything, it sounds like, you know, you see the world in a very artistic way, very creative way. And that is completely what our life is too because yeah you just start sees. looking around oh, well it, you, everything you look at could become an art project if you're not careful <laughs> <laughs> yes definitely so i have a question um just in regard to like i'm really intrigued by that you are doing shows and working with bands and so how did you get connected with people that like how did you get connected with the bands or how did you start gigging like where where did that start so it started out so I, I i've like again i've been playing since i was eight and my first guitar teacher he is a very well-known hispanic um local musician okay here in austin and so if for our recitals whenever we'd have recitals he would we would play like at restaurants or something and so since i got very close to him and he started introducing me to different people That's and stuff. Great. And also just going, I would go watch, again, local musicians play at like bars or restaurants. And I, I'm the kind of person that goes up to people and I'm like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. I'm sure. Stephanie, I do this, I do that. And just get connected with people. So it's, it's, it takes a lot of just... Putting yourself out there. Yeah, putting uh -huh. yourself out there and introducing yourself to people. So, and... We've made, actually made a lot of family friends like that, just musicians. And then how did you get connected? Like, did they just say, okay, well, there's a gig. Like, you know, you go from taking lessons mm -hmm. and sure meeting people, but then how do you land your first gig? And then how does the gig become recurring? And you were what age when you did the first gig? Just so I know. Like, um, eight, literally like my eight? first official gig, probably like... Okay, so right around the time you would have been in my class, mm -hmm. somewhere in there. Okay, all right, mm -hmm. go ahead. Sorry, Nisa. Yeah. So, um, the my, with the people who like got me my first gig, it was a band called okay. their their name is Deja Vu and or Deja Vu, and so we went. They used to play at this place called El Taquito, which is um, in the plaza. I don't know, you guys probably know it's like at Walmart and then the Target. It's right in Round oh, Rock yeah. by um, La Frontera. Yep. Oh I know yeah, where it is. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. So they should be like a Mexican restaurant right there in front of the Walmart called El Taquito. That's oh, right. Oh yeah. And okay. So that they ha that restaurant was known for having like bands Good music. Go, yeah, uh -huh. live music, and anyone could go in. So I was able to go in. Oh, very cool. And um, see the bands play. And so they, they were one of the very common bands that played there. Yeah. And so we would often go just have a night out, dance, because my family loves to dance. So we would go hang out, listen to them. And then I, we eventually introduced ourselves to them. And uh. we became really close with the drummer oh. of that band. His name is um, Majer. Okay. And he's really a really close family friend. I learned I've learned a lot from him. Okay. And so... I got to know him and my whole family. We all got super close, and I eventually um, met everyone in the band. And they were like, "Well, you're a musician, so might as well just come up on stage with us sometime and like perform with us, because we would love to have you." Sure. And so, yeah, 
at the time they had a vocalist and she was, she was super nice. And so they let me go up on stage with them, sing a couple of songs and it was amazing. So that it, got it started, huh? Yeah. And then did you continue world. to sing with them? Or um, that just kind of gave you the taste of what it I felt think like? I think that was what gave me like a taste of like the whole music world and what it is to play with a band yeah. and stuff. So that's what kind of sparked the, oh, this is what I, I want to do. do that. Oh. And you were 13. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You were 13. Very so cool. So at that point, okay. So, and there was something you mentioned when we were going back and forth about things to talk about. Um, the, the experience of playing with a band and that you kind of can look and you almost have this sort of telepathy where you just look at each other and kind of nod and everybody stays communicating Mm -hmm. the whole time even though you're not talking you're just in sync or in rhythm or whatever Mm -hmm. so you want if you want to talk about that experience a little bit yeah that whole deal about like because when you're in a band because i i was in a band like a couple like summers ago a couple years ago um i was in a band with my church friends because i started um aside from being in lessons, I originally also started playing at my church. And so I'm I'm in my church's choir. I guess that could count as an extracurricular. Yeah. <laughs> but I've I've been in my church's choir and I've played for a while. But I one day I got introduced to my best friend, <laughs> his name's Cody. Mm-hmm. He I got introduced to him by my choir director. And so Cody plays in the choir for English Mass, or back at, back then he used to play in the choir for English Mass. I play in the Spanish Mass choir. Okay. And so I got introduced to him, and at that time there was gonna be like a like a faith fest, spring fest, faith fest uh-huh. at my church. And since I met Cody and he found out that I play guitar, that I sing, he was like, oh, you should come. Like, we we need more musicians for our band that we're going to perform at the festival. And I'm like, yeah, I would love to. So I went, I went to all the practices with them. And eventually, like, I was the vocalist slash guitarist Very for cool. the band. And how many people in that band? Oof. A like, lot, right? A lot. Church, it, yeah. church bands are. It was me. Another vocalist, which is was, um, which is Cody's sister. Cody, he plays bass. Mm. Another guitarist, drummer, and then we had like three horns, and then like yeah, cool. Those are always player. big bands. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was it was a good band. Yeah, and that was my first. Going back to what we were originally talking to. Sorry, attempt to no, go that's on fine. That's what love the, it. Yeah. Um. He, uh. That was like the first time I got to actually communicate in a band. Yeah. So it's you, whenever we're rehearsing, we're like, okay, we're going to do these songs. Mm-hmm. We're going to, this is how we're going to do it. It's going to, lineup's going to look like this. And when you're performing or practicing, you have to figure out how to cue. Yeah. Like you've, because when you're performing, you never know like how it's going to go you have to read the crowd and mm-hmm. you can't just like play the song and end it if yeah. the crowd seems like if they still want to keep they, going you gotta, yeah. you gotta yeah. find like, ways to naturally extend it exactly. <laughs> oh man they're really in like yeah. they really like the song we, we can't like just cut them off <laughs> so we're like okay that's when communicating comes in and you yeah. have to 
Okay. You and have that, to set up in a way where you can see everyone. It can be like, okay, turn around and looking at you, we're going to go back to chorus or we're going to go back to. Mm-hmm. So it's fine and natural. So this reminds me of, I was watching the Tom Petty documentary mm-hmm. and uh, he talked about, he was in seventh grade and him and his buddies had a band and they played and they had four songs mm-hmm. and they played their four songs in the cafeteria for the school dance. And the ki- everybody was freaking out. They loved it. They wanted them to continue on, but they didn't. At that time, it was their first thing. They had no concept of how to naturally kind of mm-hmm. flow into this a new version of the song or the same song or whatever. So they would just stop entirely mm-hmm. and then restart the song again and just play it all over again. <laughs> kind of cuts the vibe. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. yeah he, and he was like, he goes, but of course, the, the lucky part in that case is they were just middle schoolers. All of them, the, the audience was too. So they just they they would go like get a confused look, and then when the song started, everybody go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny but it it kind of comes out naturally because it's not like you're like okay this is the signal for when right. we're gonna yeah, yeah. start over yeah. no it's like it comes out naturally because when you're because we were all like young yeah <laughs> we're all like around the same age but you you're you get in the in the moment uh-huh. sounds kind of kind of cheesy but you get in the moment and then you just can naturally look at someone and sure. you know what they're going to do. And then everyone just follows along. And it's, it's and that, that's, we, that's gotta be such, we've, we've, we've seen. Well, we've slices so, of that. We, to like preface it, we have a garage band. Okay. <laughs> like we are the garage band between our Especially two Especially over the pandemic. Right? It was like, you know, you would end up hanging out and then pretty soon you're, you know, you're in the garage till two in the morning. And we mm-hmm. had just enough, ability among the group to make it our own jam session but by no means would we ever be performing in front of right everybody, that'll never right? happen so ashton we'd put ashton on the guitar matthew can play the guitar um i used to be in marching band and like i used to <laughs> i can like carry a beat she, you can, know? she can dance she's a good yeah. dancer so but, so rhythm is not hard for her yeah so. or even like drums i can't she do was anything good on the drums you were, ran- could, like, you were randomly good the drums, on the drums right because yeah. i can do two things at once mm-hmm. and it's not too like you said like it's not too much for me so yeah. anyways we have um our friends eric and chelsea who every time we're with them if we are going to do a jam session, it's never a cover song. It's always a made up song. Yeah. So, it's just an improv song. so somebody will start with one phrase that we've said over the night or we've heard or whatever. And then we have to make up the song based upon that. You just add on. You just like add board on. Game. Right. Yeah, exactly and so right. somebody, yeah, it's like our own version of a board game. And so, like depending on somebody's playing bass, so you have a bass line, right? And then the others will kind of just follow. Well, this one night, just like what you were saying about communication, I don't know what it was. We all mm-hmm. happened to be on the same wavelength, yeah. And we ended up playing like punk rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was weird, random. And, like the way the song came yeah. out, we were making up songs, and then we kept going, we kept going, and then when we ended, we were like. We didn't know we were a punk rock band, you know? (laughs) And so I know exactly what you're talking about when it's this unspoken communication. And it's so fun. It happens naturally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's the weirdest thing is that even at that like zero 
degrees close to a freaking professional level we're sitting in a garage and if you can feel that even for a second you're like wow that's fun you know you just know it's fun Mm -hmm. so i can only imagine what it's like going and hitting a stage with a band night after night and when you're good and when you're good at it yeah (laughs) when you're legitimately good at it yeah Yeah, i feel like it kind of also takes um like you said being in the same wavelength or like having the same mindset because since i since like playing with them I've never found like a group of musicians like that because it's oh. like it's everyone having to be like motivated by the same thing and like wanting to be in it. And so that I feel like that's where the connection and not trying in. to get glory, like yeah. not trying to be the well, one that's getting this mm-hmm. the spotlight. Right. Mm-hmm. Like everybody's just there for the same reason. Yeah. Well, if you've had that connection once or more than once, I would think that that's almost like exercise like if you start to see results when you start to see results you want to exercise more and that would be like if you get that experience more than once now all of a sudden you're like i want to get that more let's how do we can we make that happen more times and that would be obvious that you would just play more and more and more pretty Mm -hmm. soon it's not even a it's almost like not even a real thought you Mm -hmm. know there's i'm sure that there's times where you snap out of it and go wow that was cool you yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, I didn't get to ask this earlier, but who are your biggest influences in your music? And is there somebody or certain people that you aspire to be like? One of my like all time favorite um, musicians, because I, I like a lot of, I'm very like rock based. Okay. I love like my ultimate goal in life is to be like a rock star. Oh, <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, and Some well, more rock have, and roll, mu- rock and roll music. Yeah. Oh, well, I, did, I did not hair. know that. Actually, I know. <laughs> you I've have seen, great hair to be yeah. a to be a rock star. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so one of my like that I want to like, either sound like or be like okay. is Alice Cooper. Oh, oh my wow. god! I did not. That's out of yeah. left field. I okay. did not know that. Yeah. That's awesome. I went to see him. I went to go see him earlier and like this year. And how did you get? How did you get? How did you discover Alice Cooper? Alice Cooper? Yeah. She's I mean, kind of like 17. Ashton is in the, in the old did soul department. Did your parents introduce no, you? Um, no. No. Like, because uh, the reason I like rock music so much, this is kind of like funny, but the reason I like rock music so much is one of the shows I used to watch grow- growing up was Supernatural. Oh, And we actually talked yes. about this. I talked about this with Mr. Thornton. And uh-huh. um, so they, it, like the sh- in the show, they tend to play like a lot of, classic rock and like oh. rock music and, and i grew that, up with that show so sure I was like, yeah this is so funny it's like when we were when we were your age yeah. when you were thinking of like the show that influenced you a lot or the most maybe because mm-hmm. you've talked about that a bunch so maybe mm-hmm. it's that one my so-called life for oh, mrs yeah. thornton was like that was her that was her show her version of that jared leto was the yeah was the, the heartthrob yeah and he but he had a punk band <laughs> yeah he was in a punk band oh really yeah, yeah. Maybe so. that's where the punk band came right, from. Right, Maybe right. That's no, no, that, yeah. that's where it came out. Yeah, yeah it, came, it just came it out. Her, her, her inner seventh grade girl was like, yeah, this is what we are. Who was in Supernatural again? Who was Jensen. the- Jensen. Yeah. Jensen Ackles. He lives here now. He does. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like yeah. waiting for the you day. You haven't gone to his house to scope it out or anything. <laughs> yeah. Like, no. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Okay, Supernatural. Yeah. I, I think I told you too. It's on the WB, right? Yeah. Is that on the WB? 
Network? Uh, CW. Oh, CW. CW. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I knew right, two right, letters. Right, two right. Letters. And then it also used to be in like TNT or something. Back okay. So Magda also was, I don't know if she got obsessed with the show, but she told me one at one point that, I don't, I don't remember how it came up, but yeah, we, somehow we were talking about Jensen Ackles too, but yeah. But yeah. That's funny. Uh, which is so weird because that guy, that name has like trickled in and out of our lives when, yeah. we, were, when we were living in California, a friend of ours. Uh, who's a screenwriter? Like Destiny. It was like his, it was like yeah, it was be- one uh, yeah. of his best friends growing up. Yeah, he told me that story about how like he somehow like crossed paths with him. Yeah, yeah. at random. one point I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so that's how you got. Well, and the bad uh, part is I didn't know who he was. So yeah, at, and then I then my my friend Chris was like, no, that's my buddy Jensen. He's he's famous, and I was like, he's famous. I don't know him. <laughs> that's but when he was I, like starting. I think it was kind of yeah, and that show took off like. Mm-hmm. wildfire after that and mm-hmm. so yeah then i obviously knew who it was i gotta yeah. go back and watch it then. yeah yeah oh it's i heard so it's good. great yeah it's so good so okay so alice cooper mm-hmm. any others um for for rock i alice cooper but okay. then i also like a lot of like the soft rock yeah so eric clapton I really oh like yeah clapton. oh my gosh can you play all eric clapton songs i can play like one or two eric clapton songs oh my he's goodness. like a guitar legend yeah, yeah i was sure. gonna say your fingers it's like have him to... and Jimi hendrix right i know it's like... wow okay so eric clapton and alice then cooper i also love jazz oh so nice. frank sinatra obviously wow like so i knew you were gonna have a wide array i knew it wasn't just gonna be some one path mine no. but i love all kinds of music yeah like, if you ask me i can like I have like sixty playlists of different genres. Yeah, because did you watch the Super Bowl? I didn't watch. Oh the Super shoot! Bowl. Okay, I was gonna ask because that was the remember how the Super Bowl was uh, Snoop Snoop played and it divided like I, f- I felt like it divided every household because there was the you could tell how old people were based on how they reacted to the halftime show. If they show. liked it or oh, they didn't. Really? like at my age, Snoop was yeah. the show, <laughs> so I was fired up about it my sisters denise but then our parents age were like i don't understand they this i've it. never understood it i don't get it i still and i and i just remember thinking how can you not you know mm-hmm. so it's just one of those things yeah i was um i was wondering if because there's a lot of local in you know austin's such a great music scene that you can connect to lots of local artists and then it just seems like they become big like mm-hmm. black pumas right who were they started as like just this local and then they end up winning all the Grammys. Sure, but yeah. um, I was curious, we had um, our friends that we told you about. She is really good friends with Gina Chavez. Do you know who Gina Chavez is? She's local. So we'll play some of her well, yeah, songs you got, too. You, 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 might do, be, you, sh- you would probably really like that. Yeah. So she's, uh, she does Latin, like she's Latin. But she's a rock star. Yeah. Latin rock. Mm-hmm. But She's from here and she really embraces the whole like she's Latina. She's from <laughs> Austin. She's unique, you know, and Just it's need kind to of a show cool her, vibe. We need to show yeah. her like I, I think you should see it too. It's like the concert so you can see how she performs. I think it'd be right. in your. Yeah, yeah. she's really, really a great performer. And then it was pretty cool because last year she played ACL. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So we got she played to see the her, festival. Yeah. So we got to see and her. And we'd seen her a bunch of times, like whatever, Cooper. We'd seen her all over yeah. the town. But yeah. but yeah, it was cool for her to get to play the ACL. Yeah. So thing. maybe some more people to add to your list. No and joke. See yes, it's uh, sure. interesting. So, yeah. um, so you had, a, Nisa, you had another question uh, earlier about support and community. Yeah. So you were talking about how you found people that you connect with right as musicians but i also wonder a lot from my from like my vantage point um 
what's the how important is it for you to have like your family support or how do they support you in obviously if you started so young they've been really well, they were good you at to shows you, yeah, right for sure. so talk a little bit about that so yeah um i mean like my family is like every single gig i have they're there so my my do you have a big family uh well a lot of my extended family is like they all live in different parts of like okay united states and mexico but um so it's it's always been like my mom my three older sisters um and my uncle so and like my cousins so they've those those have been the people that have like always supported me and with my career my uncle was actually the one that got me into doing oh, guitar lessons cool so when i was like he spontaneously wanted to learn how to play guitar and i was like didn't have a hobby so he was like well you should come like learn how to play guitar with me and i'm like he was like you like you like singing so like might as well just learn an instrument so he took me to my first guitar lesson and i went with him and i i think i brought like a plastic guitar to my first <laughs> guitar lesson when my music teacher was like no this is not gonna work you need a real guitar so yeah it was my uncle who got me into playing guitar so i, I guess i him i have him to thank yeah. for the whole does he always go to your shows yeah he goes he, he he's goes here alive. in austin mm -hmm. yeah. yeah he he lives here but um my my sisters and my mom they've always been super supportive about everything that i've wanted to do and so like if i've done i did like a radio contest one time oh and so they they were there they were like oh you should do it and they're always like encouraging me to encouraging me to go out of my comfort zone mm -hmm. to do like whatever i want so to if do. you said you know gonna go to utsa and get your degree but your your goal is to be a musician from from now until the end of whenever mm -hmm. they would all say good let's do it yeah they would they really would but um are you gonna study it, music i'm actually not i'm gonna go into marketing you are yeah well, well maybe that probably won't hurt you <laughs> yeah i know yeah. it's like well, that's the one thing artists don't know anything about yeah it's so for you to think that way is good because the, the, all artists know how to do is create stuff and then whenever people don't watch it or listen to it they're like why but in this noisy internet world that we live in there's a, it's not because it's bad mm -hmm. it's because you didn't know how to get it to the ears or the eyes of the people out yeah. there you know so that's good that's smart do you not want to do you want to keep music as kind of this sacred thing that you do and not necessarily mingle it with like going to university and studying that well, or like, like why the the dream was to like study music okay. but i like I'm a very, like, I know that music isn't something that's going to keep me going forever. I, like, monetarily? You, you mean monetarily? Like financially? Yeah, like financially. Okay. I see. Just saying it's a struggle. It's, yeah. It's obvious. That's no lie there. It's obviously like, a struggle. You yeah. don't want to depend on that yeah, as your own. I don't want Being an artist of any kind. It. Yeah. Like, it. you could be, like, super passionate about it, but it's, nowadays, it's really hard yeah. to, like, yeah. Out there I, and, and I like, think it was always hard. It's especially hard yeah. now because it's it's not hard to make stuff now. Mm -mm. It's hard to get stuff into a position where it can actually make money because mm -hmm. there's so much stuff mm -hmm. of all kinds. Are your gigs, um, I'm winding all over the place too, mm -hmm. but are your gigs 
is it just volunteer? Is it, hey, we have a we want a live music like performer on this night. So can you come or do they do they say, hey, we'll pay you if you come? A lot of like my, my first gigs, they were like, just, just come for just free. Come. Yeah. Just for free. Like, sure. Or Which we'll give fine. you a space. Yeah. That's yeah. great. At your age, you did, it's not like you were like in dire straits yeah. and need the money. But no. <laughs> so you get, and you got to do what you wanted. You exactly. experience, so it, w- it was because I did it because like I like that's what I like to do. Right. But like as I started growing up, I was like, man, it would be it'd be nice if I could like earn money doing what of I course. love. So it wasn't until like recently that I started getting paid for. Yeah. That's really cool, though. Yeah. For performing and then I mean, t- I tips would, too right yeah okay I mean, yeah. we got that figured out <laughs> yeah right. and the other part though i would say is like don't sell yourself short with it yeah you know i mean you're in a great city mm-hmm. um you you have a lot of experience even at 17 i mean it's a top five you've been, city for create, you've been doing creators. this for a long time so I don't, I mean, I think you have qualifications more than other people. So not saying that that's something you should change your major for, because your mom would probably be like, what yeah. did those, those people say on the those, podcast? Yeah. But Go at the same time, like, you know, that's good side money. That's mm-hmm. great creative moonlighting, you know. Well, I think it. I, th- I could see a situation where like if you're getting marketing, it, again, you're getting a degree in something that could help your art in a big way. It could yeah. actually make give you that chance to be able to, to do the thing that artists don't do, which is handle money <laughs> and handle being able to do business stuff. Mm-hmm. And so having that and couple it with, you know, merge the things rather than but again, now you're in the creative moonlighting. You're already in the creative moonlighting because you're a student full time. You work, yeah. but that's that's a that's something like she said. I, I yeah, don't sell yourself short. Number one, but but um, I would say it's cool that you're thinking about how to merge those things. It's the hardest thing, at, as you know, because I didn't realize I was in. I knew I was into the arts whenever I was young, but I was always an athlete, and it was kind of not cool to be an artist in the in the circle that I traveled in, I guess. And I didn't even know it. I just assumed it wasn't cool. That probably was cool. I just didn't yeah. know it. People but, would be afraid to so put themselves out there. I like was that. 19 or 20, probably close to 21 before I said, you know what? I've always had this thought inside me that I would want to be a part of movies in some way. So I'm going to try it. Mm-hmm. And so, but if I had known you know, mm-hmm. whatever, eight, 13, whatever you were when you decided this was your thing, then I would have used my degree to try to merge it with, with a way to, to, to further along. But I think it's, yeah, I think it's completely possible, you know, <laughs> especially if you, you'd be the only artist I know walking around that knows how to market something. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Sure. yeah. Um, so what did that, that yeah 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 have, you started writing something down what'd you write down some stuff so i'm curious <laughs> so um because I, I started thinking about how it's like whatever whatever art kind of art you want to do whether if it's like you you're a painter and you want to like sell your um your work or if you're a musician like me and you want to um you know get your music out there have like a crowd of people or viewers um it's it's a whole process and also going back to the whole like financial and like making money out of what you love thing it it was a whole process because mm-hmm. it's not like you just one day decide to be a musician and then you just do it it, it takes a lot of meeting people that is, are going to take advantage of you that like 
Yeah, you hear that all the time. Yeah, like it's like they they seem interested in like putting you out there or you meet different musicians that want to also be in a band and then you get together with them and stuff and they only have you for like a little bit and then they like drop they, you they out use, of nowhere. They're using you for yeah. what they need and uh-huh. yeah. Well, and that's um yeah, it's funny. We were just talking about this yesterday. We were talking about, I was reading an article. It was like, tell us the difference between the East Coast and the West Coast. And this, and it was really kind of interesting, but they were like, people on the East Coast, and I'm not saying this is 100% true all the time, but but I could see some truth to it. Mm-hmm. People on the East Coast are mean on the surface, but really nice when you get down to their heart. Mm-hmm. People on the West Coast are nice on the surface, mm-hmm. but are really mean when you get down. It. So, yeah. so the, the, a lot of the "I need you for this right now," mm-hmm. and then once I get that, I don't need you anymore. That mm-hmm. that mentality that's true. That that happens a yeah. lot, and that is something that obviously you got to watch out for, you know. Yeah. But but well, and going back to community, you know, I think you'll know your you find base those. community is the people that you trust and that support you like genuinely mm-hmm. but also I, I i wondered about where do you get your creative feedback from like where do you get who gives you um useful criticism you know like critical feedback so that you're always continuing to improve where do you get that from <laughs> sorry it's mainly my mom your mom <laughs> my mom my mom mom's I, hard on you huh <laughs> she's honest with you well, yeah but um so again, my my family, we have a lot of people that are like musicians and that love to sing and play different instruments. But my mom, she she she's always wanted to be like she wanted to do that. She wanted oh. to like perform and sing, and she's she loves music just like I do. Um, I I, I um, and so whenever I I'm learning a song or I'm trying to record a cover, and I'm like I can't just get this right like it's missing something or like it's like how does it sound like tell me like give me feedback um and she's like the first one to be like okay i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna be honest with you yeah this sounds bad it's like or you're not like giving enough emotion you're not really like selling the song you know so my mom I, i love my mom because she she's just always the one that's like telling me or like giving me advice honest Uh honest but it's like helpful Mm -hmm. well it's the best coming from her because you know she loves you so if she tells you something hard it's probably just as hard for her if not harder to say it but (laughs) she knows it's going to help you right Mm -hmm. so yeah and that goes to your comment about just you know you get an intuition Mm -hmm. and you're going to you're about to go to college Mm -hmm. and you're about to be away from your parents and that woman's intuition that you have about feeling if somebody is genuine or mm-hmm. if yeah. they feel slimy or mm-hmm. if they feel like you or shouldn't trust using them you, or they're using which you. they flat out will do if you're talented there are people that will go i could make money off of or her. if you're beautiful you know? i mean you know you you have like i said a, a great look if you want to be a performer <laughs> and people would i could see people saying oh Stephanie, this is, I can make you a star, you know, Mm -hmm. and maybe some people genuinely can, but it's you figuring out who is your community, you know, who can you trust, Mm -hmm. what sense do, like, what is my instinct about this person and, and what decisions should I make about 
if I want to be around them or if I don't want to be around them. <laughs> well, but you know, it's funny because even remember in seventh grade, you, it's not like you had questionable friends. All the people you hung out with ended up being the kids that I always thought these are this is a good group you know i mean y'all y'all did y'all just had a great class of kids too which is also fortunate we we were the same way um growing up we had a class of kids that was just really big group that was close and we were genuine with one another my sister on the other hand is like didn't get that you know so it's weird how you just some that's hit or miss but as, as a teacher for all those years i remember seeing you'd get a whole class of kids and it was like a damn plague or something. If they, if, if it was kind of a bad class by the end of the year, they were kind of a horrible Everyone, class. Everyone was bad, yeah. And it was, Are you but, still good friends with your, uh, cause you've gone to school still with the same people, mm -hmm. right? So are you still good friends with a couple of them or a handful of them or? I feel like it, it was, it started out as like, 10 people that I was friends with, and then it just cut down at like two. Well, everybody gets their own. <laughs> well, but Round Rock's too. almost like a college, the, the, the size yeah. of it. So it, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what, what came to mind? You have a question or you have a thought? Um, yeah. So a, another reason, uh, going back to people taking advantage of you, <laughs> um, it's like since I started out so young and I've been playing for a lot of like my entire life um people tend to not take me seriously so like they either think because i'm young they either think i like new or like desperate to get mm. out there when i thought like that's not the case so um a lot of people i've like your with, age or older I, I tend to play with um like older older people yeah. mm -hmm. and my not just like older people, but just people in general, there are people that you can come across with that they, they're like, oh yes, like I want you to either play with us or sing with us. And then they take advantage of the fact that you're good and that you're young. Mm -hmm. And so like, they're like, oh, she'll, she'll like definitely play with us or like sing for us and we don't have to pay her. Like, it's fine. It's like, yeah. we can pay everyone the else, but we don't have to pay her. Cause, cause she's, she's a like kid. a newbie, she's yeah. new. And I'm like, I've been playing for like, yeah. Oh my life. Like, yeah. I'm not, At some point, like, I'm not yeah, going to do this, this for free. Uh -huh. Yeah. So that's another like reason why it's hard to get paid. So how did you handle it? How have you handled it? I tend to drop those people. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm like, you know what? Like I'm not. One, I'm not desperate, and two, it's like I'm. I I take my work seriously. Like I'm not just gonna do what you want. It's like I'm I don't I'm no one owns me like I'm no one's property so I work for myself yeah I'm not gonna just stay in a place where I'm not gonna be like appreciated or taking an account or like seriously yeah and where do you think that comes from like is it because it was instilled in you from your mom or from your uncle or is it just something that came natural to you where you were like I'm better than this you know I deserve this well I think on my own, honestly, there there have been times where like I came home from like a gig or something like crying because I'm like one tired and like two, I'm like, oh, I like I did all this work for nothing. Like I I did all of this work and then I got nothing out of it. It's mm -hmm. not necessarily the money, but also just like, again, taken seriously. Respect. Yeah. Respect. Sure. So, yeah, man, that's a Hard. big one. That never <laughs> that, that never stops. 
that feeling of just wanting a little respect is mm-hmm. that's never going to end. Mm-hmm. That seems like it's like the heart of every character in every movie. It seems like if you boil it down, the character's problem is typically something that you can root it back to <laughs> respect, just a little respect. But something you know? that you have that you just described that it takes some people a lifetime, maybe they don't even accomplish it in a lifetime yeah. is to value their own worth and say, I worked my ass off to do this or to get good at this. And I expect you to respect me because I respect myself. And I think as a, I'll say this as a woman, right? Mm -hmm. From a woman to a woman, don't ever lose that because. Well, God knows you have never lost it. Well, for some (laughs) reason it's, um, and I'm going to say this to you. It sounds repetitive, but when you are, um, when you're an attractive and, um, talented woman, um, people like to downplay the talent and they mm-hmm. want to act like th- that you're only getting that attention because of mm-hmm. because you're attractive or because you're personable and they don't want to acknowledge the fact that you probably worked your ass off mm-hmm. to get really good at what you do. So you can use it to your advantage that people let you in the door because you are um, because they are attracted to you, maybe physically or maybe through your personality. But you never want to lose sight of the fact that you got good because you have work ethic and because um, you continued to to build on the things that you were good at and that you love to do. I just yeah. think that there's so many things as a woman, like if myself now in my 40s, if I could go back to myself as at when I was a oh, teenager. What you, you didn't need any more gumption or courage. I you, did she, need what, gumption. I've known her since, yeah. since, I, since we were your, since you were in my, the age you were when you were in my class, we met then. Mm-hmm. And she, she's always been this way. So <laughs> she can, she, I'm sure there were times you doubted yourself, but nobody Every on the, yeah. nobody on the like outside <laughs> got to see that, right? Yeah. She but was, that's important for you to know. You know, you're at 17. People probably think, oh, Stephanie has it all together. She doesn't think twice about it. And that yeah, is a that's great, true. that is yeah. a great way to be able to, um, to present to care, yourself, to carry to yourself. Carry yourself. Yeah. But it is also something to be conscious of, to know that, all of this is a result of hard work mm-hmm. and people might want to downplay it for other things, but I'm going to continue to work my ass off and yeah. I'm going to continue to be good because that's who I am. And people can say what they can try to not pay me. They can try to yeah. not do these things, but I'll just continue to work hard <laughs> at it. Yeah. Like, again, maybe it's not just like getting paid, but like, like respect as well. Yeah. yeah. But like. Just the way they talk to you, right? You can yeah, tell. You're like. The way they like. I, I yeah, just like approach me. It's mm-hmm. like oh, it's like yeah, it's, it's Stephanie, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, even like if you're a pro- you're a professional musician, so like a like a like a band is supposed to work together. Like everyone's important. Like not just because like if even if you're the vocalist of a band, that doesn't mean you're more important than no, the bassist yeah. or the drummer or I, well, I know anyone. that I know they always have issues with like album covers and stuff, yeah. but like. Why is the vocalist? Why is the lead singer always on the front? Yeah. But whatever, we can talk about that. But yeah, I always think of the. I was talking with a friend, Eric. Actually, we were talking about this at ACL, and it was like he he brought up a great point. He said, "I th- no." He's like, "Yeah, obviously, whenever you have a song that's totally saying a message, that that yes, that means something a little extra." But for the most part, the vocalist, the the, the voice is another instrument. It's mm-hmm. just another instrument in the band. Mm-hmm. You know, it's part of the thing. 
So when you're like meeting new musicians and trying to get them into your band, you have like I feel like the right thing to do is make them feel like they're already a part of it. You yeah. know? And you don't how always do you do get that? that when you're how, starting. How, how, yeah. Like what what would be something that somebody could actually do if they were starting a band to make like what would be a, a an actual thing that you could do to make someone feel like they're a part of it? Like what's an example or do you do you, can you think of one? Or when have people made you feel Yeah, when have that when has know, that happened for you? In- so for example, like whenever I started with right joined cody's my friend's band it was like like as soon as i met him like he was like oh it's like everyone this is stephanie she's gonna be playing she's gonna be like she likes to sing so like he kind of like gave me the green light of like i can also have a say in what's gonna happen like he was like oh so you like to sing and you like to play guitar what would you like (laughs) to play what would you like to sing oh nice like um it's like, oh, you, you're a really good singer. Would you like to have your own song in, like, the the set list? So just letting people, like, also, also, always, obviously there's, like, a difference between, like, being the quote-unquote leader of the band and, like, yeah. guiding everyone. But when you're able to let everyone have a say or let everyone have, like, a part in what you're doing, that's when it's like more welcoming. Well, you know, I mean, you, you're mm-hmm. in, when you're in a situation, if if they're just have you there to fill a role and go home and come mm-hmm. back and they'll tell you what's happening and mm-hmm. that's it, you know when that's the case. Well, probably yeah. even if they want to know you, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. even if yeah. they take an interest in like, oh, so you're Cody's friend mm-hmm. or, you know, they yeah. probably want to know a little bit more about you rather than just not talk to you and have you exactly. play. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. That's like that across all of the arts too. It's weird how actually LA was was where I saw it more of just like this is a business. Mm-hmm. You're an actor, you're just a part of the thing. Yeah. You show this up. This is what you're gonna do. The, this, 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 this. There's yeah. no connections, whatever. <laughs> and then I got one gig where it was mm-hmm. that and I was like, Wow, I understand why people love this job now. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't love it before. Mm-hmm. And so that is something now. Anytime we make a movie, it's if we're getting people to, to work, unfortunately, we don't always have a budget. So paying them's kind of, we got to find some other way to pay them without mm-hmm. paying them money. Mm-hmm. And so that's always the first thing is, hey, if you'll play this character, this character's yours. You, I'm not going to sit and tell yeah. you what I got to have from you. You, yeah. you do it. Figure it out. If and tell me mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. you need me to tell you something, I'll try to do that. But otherwise, here's the keys. You go drive the car. Yeah, you like know? you give them like a general idea of yeah, what it what is the story and, is yeah, yeah and then you're like how would you how would you like, do this how would yeah you handle that i yeah. love that <laughs> yeah yeah i mean there's some reason why i wanted that person anyway so they 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 must think that i that i saw something that i liked so what is it you know but but especially with actors because they almost always have another idea they mm-hmm. almost always have some way of doing something that you couldn't anticipate. So it's kind of cool when it works out because you're like, all right. And then they show up and do this thing and you're like, wow, I would I would never have written it that way. I didn't mm-hmm. know that, you know? So, yeah. So what is, so from when you started playing guitar to now, like what do you think that music or art has taught you the most about? Ooh. Yeah. What are the biggest things that you've learned from being an artist 
That, that goes deep. <laughs> that's a deep question. Um, I guess that's one of them. Like, learning to love yourself. Like, like have respect in yourself, you know? Like, you're worth something. Like, keep that in your mind. Like, whatever it is that you want to do, keep in mind that you're worth something. And even if you make mistakes or, like, something goes wrong at the end of the day you're this person and you have goals in mind that you want to reach so you just gotta keep going forward <laughs> yeah and that you're um you don't always need external mm -hmm. praise mm -hmm. for that to be worth it mm -hmm. right yeah. like or an award or maybe whatever. or an award right mm -hmm. so maybe you wrote a song like your mm -hmm. own original song and you record it and you love it. Mm -hmm. You know, it means a lot to you. The rhythm or the beat of it means a lot to you. And then you put it out there and people say, some some people may say they like it. Some people may say they don't. For sure, but, that will be the case. And that will for definitely sure. be the case. But it's like, <laughs> that's such a good reminder for any person that's a creative to say, you don't need external praise always for that to be a mm -hmm. worth the effort or the time. Yeah, you know? because at the end of the day, if you're doing something you're passionate about, you're passionate about it. Yeah. So like, it's not like you need other people to be like, oh, I love what you do for you to enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that comes along the way like later. Like, yeah, you can get like if an award or something. If but you stick with it long enough, you're, you will it for comes sure naturally. get that. Yeah. yeah, those things come out naturally, but if you like something and you're passionate about it, then that should be like enough to like, well, fulfill you. Well, you yeah. know, and that's I such I think you need to teach uh, teach that to <laughs> all ages, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that's so the thing many is creatives. I know actors that are your age. I know actors that are my age. I know actors that are older and artists in general, but that kind of uh, reminding constant head game that you play with yourself when you feel like you're worthless because if something didn't go right or the way you wanted it to go, then it's real easy to get down. It's real easy to be up when everybody around you is going, yeah, you're the best. Da, da, da. You know, that's easy. But there's inevitably going to come the time where the valley hits and you're down there by yourself. So how do you get to, and, and I think what you just said is perfect because it's, it, you know, you got to remind yourself, Hey, I did this. We did this and I love it. I'm happy with it. And ultimately, that's what matters, you know, and then that'll get you to the next one because it's all momentum. So if you don't get any momentum to do the next thing and that's where I see artists falter, it's, it's like they they do something. Nobody watches it. Nobody cares. Nobody responds. So they don't do anything else. Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, well, of course, you, yeah. can, you know, who are you doing it for? Who are you yeah. doing it for? Mm -hmm. what are and you doing so, it for? yeah, but that actually leads me into because you mentioned maybe you wrote it. So how many how, you I know you've written songs. Mm -hmm. And right now, I think you told me that you are doing your first album. Mm -hmm. Okay, you want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've, oh, Denise, to finish sorry. your question, sorry, yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, so the that's like one of the main things I've learned, like to just ignore everyone and yeah. focus on what it is you want to do. Yeah. And so that's like one of the main things. Just ignore the haters. Yeah. Yeah. You really do. They're not going to help you mm -hmm. anyway. Yeah. No. Look for the look for the ones that are going. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and look for them and play for them. And mm -hmm. there's going to be a bunch more of them. Wherever you find one or two, there there are a bunch, there's a whole cavern yeah. of those people. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. know. Yeah. 
So like, as long as you focus on your goal, all other things are going to come naturally, like, like the awards and the, the recognition and getting invited to do different things, different yeah. opportunities, different windows and doors that open. Yeah. yeah. If you're just like doing it because you love it, not because you want to get somewhere or get something out of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. It seems like the doors, I've seen the doors close on people when the rest of the herd realizes that they're only out for like climbing the ladder or whatever. Yeah. Fame or money yeah. or But if people status. feel like you're doing it because you love it, if people feel like you're positive, and fun to be around, not like, you know, constantly complaining. And if people feel like you're humble, they're going to want to be around you and mm-hmm. they're going to, they're going to welcome you with open arms most of the time. And mm-hmm. the ones who don't, you don't want to be with them anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's, that, that's really, that might be one of the biggest points of trying to be an artist of any kind is because is, is the, the head games are really what get, get in the way that, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't, if you can, Found, find a way around that or over that then then you can be creative and just do the thing you love okay so <laughs> you are working on an album yeah <laughs> right so it's um i they're not it's not complete but i know what i'm gonna do and i know like what i'm gonna write so um and also obviously there's the whole process of giving the copyrights and everything so okay but um so my idea and what i'm working on is i want to do like a full slash acoustic album okay. so that's gonna be my first album like all songs you've written too mm-hmm. okay and so yeah all originals and i don't know why but I'm like I love rock, and so this I, is like, not a rock album. It's not. Yeah, that's what I was so actually like, a little confused about. I know. About. It's like funny story. So like, that's how it came out, though. I know. So, so I love rock music, and I'm like want to be rock star, but the like as I've been like writing music, it's turned into like a full full genre. Well, it's more cumbersome so to probably record a rock album than it would be a an acoustic right Mm -hmm. because if it's an acoustic it's just you playing the guitar singing Mm -hmm. versus if it's rock do you you need a lot of people or or people or no you can record you just have to do all the separate parts yeah yeah okay Um, i would think rock's more fun with a band though it is i would think it would get a little hard to do a rock song and you probably might get tired now i gotta go do the drum yeah it's it's fun process though it is to learn it all i'm sure it's a lot of work we we can write a note on that because i want to talk about like my most recent cover too how i did all that but um, oh okay okay that's what ashton does all the time yeah and now i and i'm partly speaking from his perspective not my own obviously but i know over covid especially he got really i mean he was he was doing that a bunch but i think he got tired of it because he was want, ready to play with a band, ready mm-hmm. to play with some other musicians. And so thankfully that's happened for him. But um, but yeah, so, all right, so how many songs? Okay, so it's going to be like six to eight songs. Okay. Still haven't decided. And you okay. started writing, like when was the first one written? I think the first one that I wrote was actually like middle school. And I was okay, still I, was, well, I, I, I had so a feeling this was probably happening. Yeah, I've years been keeping them. And so it's like a project that's been like in on hold, but that I do want to do like before I go to college. Like I want to have my first album recorded before I go cool. to college. So 
Um, there are songs that are like done, but they just need to be recorded. Mm-hmm. So I have like three or four songs that are done and ready to be recorded, but I just haven't done it. <laughs> um, well, when you want to do a music video, yeah. we can help you. Yes. That's right. Mm-hmm. I've been keeping that in mind. Yes. Actually. Yep. Like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We would love to do that. Be so fun. Yes. I've, I've actually already like thought of different ideas for mm-hmm. music videos that I want to do. And I'm like, it'd be so cool to record. Yeah. But um, so th- that's that. And then I'm obviously I keep doing like covers. Covers. And then you said you just did a cover recently where you had to do all the parts. Yeah. So that was what. How was that? That. Oh, OK. So <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I get like super excited. But because um, as as I've been like recording more, because I, I started my, my, my YouTube channel that I have, I started just recording with my phone camera. And yeah. That was it. Yeah. Like, I didn't have. Like, it's perfect. It's fine. Yeah. Phone cameras are perfect, actually but pretty it's fine. Yeah, good. It would take so many because I because I because the videos were all like one take. So if I messed up, I would start over. I see. It oh. would take hours. Sure, sure, sure. Hours to record all my songs because if it was just on my phone. So. So, yeah, you got one angle, mm-hmm. one take, one angle. You mm-hmm. mess it up. You start mm-hmm. over. You, you start do it over. Again. Yeah. That's you probably get good, though, doing that. Yeah, you, you do. <laughs> That's but... why you can play Eric Clapton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's very tedious, too, because yeah. or and so annoying because you're like right at the end of the song and you're playing the outro and then you mess up and you're like, <laughs> oh. now I have to start over this whole five not, minute yeah. song. Shoot. I'm not going to do a jump cut and try to fix it. You exactly. Know? <laughs> So it's like, and I tend to play long songs. So it's like all my songs, all oh, the covers man. that I do are like man, four or five minutes. That's the equivalent of stage versus movies. Mm-hmm. So in movies, all you do is you cut, you go back to the part that you messed up on, you fix that part, and you put it all together later on. Mm-hmm. In stage, Mm-mm. you got to get it all right. Yeah, you got. That's you know. So if that's you messed up. You go with it. Yeah, or yeah, you, you figure a way <laughs> yeah. to go with it, right? But that's that's a, that's still cool though that you were doing it that way. Mm-hmm. So that's how I started in. Yeah. I was surprised that my phone was like sounded so good. Sure. Because I mean, it didn't sound like a professional recording, no. but it was clear enough to where it sounded good. Yeah. I always tell him, like you know, because he's a sound guy. That's him real, is Ashton. Yeah, Ashton. <laughs> Ashton. Yeah, he's he's he was actually in sound engineering school and doing all of that, but uh, so his ears are super sensitive. <laughs> but to someone, I always tell him, like, man. To someone like me, and mine are probably worse than average. So, but to, but <laughs> they are to to any <laughs> anybody average. Like, they just want to know what the damn thing sounds like. Mm-hmm. And if you play it on an iPhone, they're not going to care. They mm-hmm. they just want to know it as long as it's not scratched up to the point of being able to not or super hear distorted. it. Exactly, right. or that yeah. right. Yeah. Actually, that's worse. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but, y'all. I have my top three. Well, okay. I had one other thing. Okay. But she was still going to tell us the experience of this uh, of this layering of the yeah. Song. Uh, so, but that was like I guess my context to what I was going to say. I'm sorry. Um, so I started out with just my phone, and then as I've been recording more covers, it eventually evolved into like actually using a a DAW and an interface and editing my music. So. The first cover that I did were, that I actually recorded, like, quote unquote, professionally, was um, an extreme song. Oh, yeah. More Than Words. More Than Words. Uh-huh. Oh. 
That's so funny. I think this song just popped up recently in, in a, on a thing because a buddy of ours plays guitar and he loves that song. Mm-hmm. So how what how how? And so I re- I recorded the guitar part for it because I, I I really like that song. So I wanted to be able to focus on singing because sometimes coordination again coordination yeah. <laughs> worst worst like enemy of a musician. So. I wanted to be able to really portray what the song was saying and really like I guess give up give it up give it my all uh-huh. with the vocals. So I recorded the guitar part and then I recorded my vocals and then so I edited it on my laptop. I use GarageBand. Yeah. <laughs> it's like super simple, but it works. Yeah. It works. Like you don't need a super expensive Stuff. exactly yeah, like, yeah. It, it totally. works same is true with everything um, films whatever it doesn't have to be super expensive stuff. yeah so i i use garage band um i mean eventually i want to use like other equipment but it, to start with it's what you it's, have it's great so garage band you record the guitar you edit it you if you want to add some like because the song has a lot of reverb and like echo so i was like i wanted to have some reverb and echo so i record the guitar and edited and and then I recorded my vocals and like the the video with it and I just put it together and I was like this sounds like completely different than just recording it with my phone man so you did just ke- you you figured out something new and mm-hmm. now you're like uh-oh yeah now what <laughs> it's a but I, I guess the downside other- of that is that it does take longer but I mean I love it yeah like, it's super fun and then with the most reason with my most recent cover that i just did i recorded the bass i recorded the drums the guitar oh man the you have a lot to talk parts. with ashton about that's so funny yeah yeah and the one we always call him the one man band yeah. and i think he started a he started a youtube channel called the 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 bedroom musician because he was like over covid he's like i feel like i'm just in my bedroom recording music constantly yeah <laughs> you know? he was yeah. yeah so it's it was a whole experience because I mean, I don't play drums, and I recorded the drums. But you kind of halfway taught yourself to do it just yeah. so you could do that, right? Yeah, but funny story, I don't have a drum set, so <laughs> I just use the. On the I app? have an iPad on the Garage Band. Yeah, I've seen that. I did it. Like That's it was so funny the way like. I think I recorded each drum individually and then put it together. That is funny. I but did, hey, but it sounds it works. good. And you it almost worked. need a documentary about that. Like yeah. when when a musician does this, what you just did, it's, it's like, like that's, that'd make a great little short. It's like they do all that to me. <laughs> just to get a cover. Yeah. But yeah, I recorded each drum individually, put it together, and just all just made sure that I was on tempo because I don't know how to play drums. So I just made yeah. sure it was on tempo put it all together and I got my my beat. And then That's cool. I recorded the the baseline for it. And since guitar and bass are pretty similar, yeah. like the I don't know if you know this, but the first four strings of the bass yeah, you're are you're just the missing first. the top two. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so whatever, whatever they're technically the, Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've gotten confused with that a million times, but yeah, the high strings the are hi- not there. Yeah. Or I guess the low strings. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> the low strings are the same. So I played the bass line too. I, I taught myself the bass Figured line. Figured it out. Yeah, uh-huh. and I put it on the on GarageBand, and then I did the different guitar parts, the the solo, the intro, recorded all that, and then I recorded vocals. And my was your mom like, 
how did you do that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, because I recorded in my room, so she kind of saw the progress yeah, a little bit. Yeah, she could hear it. Uh-huh. But Well, and plus, we older people are always kind of like blown away when a kid does something like, you're like, how, what? You did what? Yeah. You taught yourself how to do that? <laughs> but it, it was really fun. And I mean, I guess that's my whole, my first experience with like an actual cover, like, as start to finish yeah, all you all me mm-hmm. that's all cool. the instruments and i mean i really liked it so so you're are you would you say you're gonna do it again then i would yeah, yeah. i mean it would be kind of weird if i like i have like this really good cover and then i went back to just like yeah I, oh yeah. i guess that's true uh-huh. yeah you you kind of cross the line you can't go back on yeah that is kind of true, especially if you're putting it on your youtube because people who are watching are like oh damn she just went to a new level mm-hmm yeah, yeah. I so you kind of are stuck, back. yeah. So again, okay. another downside, but I mean, it turned out great. Well, that added, that just changed my top three, so well, I'm okay, glad you I finished telling that one, story. I swear this is the last question, We and I, I could have 10 more, but it, this is <laughs> this is one that I actually really, I did a podcast recently with an artist, because she's been a, like her whole life, from the time she was your age to now, has been this life of being an artist, and she's a photographer, literally just had a show in Amsterdam and did all, it was great for her. Uh, and I think we kind of both agreed that there's a point where you're learning how to do the skill of whatever the heck it is that you're doing. And at some point you cross over from being a technician to being an artist somewhere. But I'm curious. So I, I, I know from, from my perspective, I think everybody has an opinion on this, especially if you've done anything for a while, but I'm curious from, from your perspective, not that you're new to it, but you still are really young at what point do you feel that that transition gets made and where are you in that transition from just sort of like i'm skilled Uh to now i'm an artist an artist and if you don't have an answer that's okay that i'm not i'm not trying to put you on the spot but i just wanted to know uh i think it's when you're because anyone can be skilled in anything so like put in enough work and you can you can like like an instrument because you or like an artist like they teach us how to draw mm-hmm. and they use like learn different techniques and stuff yep but it's i guess it's the transition point is when you're does that sound cheesy but when you're passionate about it okay so like if because you can you can know how to do something like someone can know how to crochet mm-hmm. and like or they know how to sew but if it's not something that you, they're constantly doing, mm-hmm. it doesn't, it's, yeah, it's not necessarily something that they're constantly doing. It's just a skill that they have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's when you're passionate about something and you want to do it constantly that it becomes an art. Hmm. I think that's a great answer. Yeah. I gr- totally agree <laughs> with that. That's a great question. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, in, in, and I've had opinions or thoughts about this too, but what, what I noticed with uh, our last podcast was that her, there's a movie made that, that was made about her and I'll have to show it. Uh, you could check it out. You'd probably like it. But she, uh, um, her mom ha- had made this comment in the movie. She said, she's a woman with a message and she knows how to deliver it. Mm-hmm. So she's always been good at photographs. She'd always been good at coming up with really creative things, unique things. And her art's still that way. But somewhere in the mix, and there's a whole long story behind it that I'll spare, but somewhere in the mix, whatever she was feeling about what she wanted to say to the world, 
merged with whatever she was doing technically. Mm -hmm. And that's when she said she noticed her art literally not, she didn't feel like she became an artist. She knew she was an artist, but she felt like her art took off. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it was I just feel interesting. like it's that it was such a good question. Cause it made mm -hmm. me contemplate the same thing. And I feel like when you get good skilled, like mm -hmm. you said, skilled, when you no longer have to focus on the skill and you're thinking more about how to use or engage that mm -hmm. skill with others. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's more I to now no longer need to worry about technically how to play this guitar riff. I can now do it and then I can kind of pay attention to how people are feeling. Mm -hmm. Like, do they want me to continue playing this or mm -hmm. Is this not good or should I slow it down? Like you're now thinking beyond the technicality of mm -hmm. it. You're thinking about how it impacts others. Mm -hmm. And then maybe you even get better at it is it's impacting others in this way. And I like it or I don't like it or mm -hmm. I, you know, they want to mm -hmm. like where it to me, that's where the transition. Yeah. Okay. Going occurs. back to like the crocheting or sewing anecdote, mm -hmm. like you can again it's like skill that like anyone can know how to do mm. and it's just like there whenever they need it but then like <laughs> if like someone right wants to make a business out of it like yeah. i have like all these small business that do like little plushies out of like crocheting yeah. like, and stuff yeah. and that's when it becomes an art yeah yeah that's when that's why it, your marketing thing is gonna yeah. work that's yeah. gonna help you yeah, yeah. I, yeah. You know, that's so funny. Uh, and shout out to Suzanne Heinz for planting the, the whole mm -hmm. thought there. But yeah, she uh, and she's actually, oddly enough, got a lot of marketing background too. very, very savvy with that kind of stuff. But but it's just it's clear whenever you see some people, you may have known them a long time or you know that they were skilled at all. You're like, you're so talented. Why don't you do something with that? Mm -hmm. Well, maybe they just hadn't haven't figured out how to kind of merge mm -hmm. those things or they haven't gotten to a point where they got to do it all the time. Mm -hmm. Right. And if you get to that point where you got to do it all the time, then yeah, you're probably right. That's mm -hmm. that's called passion. You better pay attention. Mm -hmm. I liked what you said, Denise, about how like it influences others, because that mm -hmm. is the whole reason I do music, mm -hmm. because not only am I passionate about it, but mm -hmm. I I want people to kind of relate to what I do. Yeah. So like, it for me, it's not, I don't want to become famous for the money. That's not my goal. My goal is to become famous or be known mm -hmm. for the message I put out there and to connect people. Like I want people to relate to my lyrics, to feel like they feel understood. Mm -hmm. like, Get yeah. something out of it. Yeah. Not you get something out of I it. Not I get something out yeah. of it. And, and I want to bring people To feel people like they together. know you through your music, mm -hmm. right? They get to know you yeah. by listening to what it, yeah. That's well, cool. and that's that, I mean, that's the probably heart of, uh, or the most challenging part of being a creative is understanding why you're doing it. Like you might be able to say, to it, people can say, oh, I'm passionate about it, but mm -hmm. why are why? you passionate about it? Like, for what reason, mm -hmm. you know, and just to hear you have so many things I I have to say while I'm looking <laughs> at you that I'm it's really impressive to look at a 17 year old girl who's about to start a woman who's about to start her senior year of high school that knows yourself so well and understands like the things that make you um, want to continue getting better. It's pretty darn Thank cool. Yeah, I appreciate I agree. That. Yeah. So thanks for spending your your afternoon with us. Thank well, you. 
All right, Denise. Now it's your turn. She's she always leads the top three oh, when yeah, she's yeah. present. Oh, I, I usually mess it up. Yeah. <laughs> so I switched my top three around after you were sharing some of your last um, last thoughts. So I'll start with one part that we were talking about was how critical intuition is. Mm-hmm. Um, I say it a lot as a female, but I think it's for everybody, right? So intuition. Um, as an artist in this context is like understanding um, that in many veins, right? Like, am I around, am I surrounded by people that are nurturing me to be better, a better artist? Um, Or it could be safety too, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm a, I'm a female um, musician. And is this person trying to take advantage of me Mm -hmm. or like, are they putting me in danger or what is that? So I think that was my first one was just intuition. So mm-hmm. top three, feel free to hop in if that lands with y'all and you want um, no, to. No, th- I think that's that. I mean, I think that's at the heart and soul of being an artist is having an intuition that you can kind of follow and understand and you're not and not being afraid to follow it. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people get the instinct to do something and then they just they're too afraid to do it, you know. But if you had it in you to go up to band members of shows you were watching from the time you were little then you're following an intuition there it's pretty (laughs) yeah yeah all right what's number two number two was um you talked a lot stephanie about um feeling included Mm -hmm. you know like when your friend cody invited you to the by the way your friend cody sounds awesome yeah i i feel like you should have brought him tonight he probably will want to jam too we can do it again yeah yeah Um, But one thing that I said was that inclusion is so important to enhance creativity because I feel like if you're not in a place where you feel included or a part of the whatever it is, like the environment, the vibe, the whatever the situation is, like, how could you really be creative if you're just in your head feeling like you're out of place, you know? Yeah. And whoever the connector is in that particular group it's kind of their job and it sounds like your friend Cody did a great job of it. It's kind of their job to make sure that you get to be the best version of yourself. Mm -hmm. So if I bring you to a group of musicians and I want them to see the Stephanie I know, then I got to make sure that you feel like you're welcomed and you know, it's just not, it doesn't, it seems like common sense, but some people falter there. I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. And my number three, Yeah. Uh, my number three was the one that I switched around Mm -hmm. after you were sharing, but um, I loved how you were describing how you recorded the more than words song mm-hmm. and how, um, you just had to do what you could to record the song. And so I said, use what you have at your disposal and then why make it more cumbersome than it needs to be? Like if, why do you need to use any other tool than GarageBand if that's what you have available and don't let it stop you from doing what mm-hmm. you want to do. So. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Well, that came from you, so <laughs> yeah. thank you. She's for... just summarizing you. Yeah. Yeah, I guess yeah. you just like showed me that part of myself, I guess. <laughs> like, Sometimes yeah. that's the good thing about, in your case, especially you're good at that particularly, but I think it's got to be the teacher in you where you're like, all right, wait, 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 how can I synthesize this and make it to mm-hmm. something that's digestible really quick, you know? <laughs> but that's, I think, it, yeah, those are spot on. I'm great with those. Well, and that's a, that's a mantra that this guy has right here is when he's making movies, we probably had podcast conversations about it before. It's like, don't make it more 
um, difficult than it needs to be. If you could shoot it in one shot, if you can do a take or if you could record the whole song yourself and it's too hard to get other people to do it, then do it that way. And then at least you have something at the end that you can say, here, I did this rather than say, oh, well, I couldn't get these people together. I didn't have this equipment, so I just didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was the Robert Rodriguez phrase of, you know, when he was making movies and had no money, it was he worked within his boundaries. So it was it was freedom through limitation. <laughs> so yeah. you're, yeah. You, he's he's exercising his freedom to be an, a filmmaker, but he's got some limitations and he's going to use them whatever they are, you know, and sometimes to his advantage, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I think those are that's great. So I don't think I can top that. Honestly. <laughs> those are those are your top three. So do you have you. anything else that you had on there? Um, no, no. Okay, I'm, I never. So when she does this, I typically wait for her three, and then I go, all right. If there's something else, yeah, I'll throw it in there. But that's I a good one. I think you summarized it. That's all a good right. one. Well, thank you, thank you, Stephanie. And now we is the real time. We're gonna go eat, and then we're gonna jam. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now the now the real fun begins. All right, episode 44. 44. Thank you, Stephanie. That's a wrap. Thank you. Thank you, Stephanie.